1: Tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick.
0: On this episode of The Heat Check, so much to discuss. I had one of the best weekends, sports weekends of my life. And it included watching the Detroit Pistons whoop our dubs' ass. Very disgusting performance for our dubs. The best team that is slated to win it all and it was rocking full report on deck so much fun i also am breaking down two of the best guards in the league right now starting with donovan mitchell and only one guard really that's playing better than donovan so we'll get into who that is and of course we have to get into the drama surrounding who else who else could it be kyrie irving lots popping nick so do me a favor Drop that beat. All right, before we get into the news, let's talk about, damn, Detroit is a great sports city. I tell you what, it was absolutely electric. I went and saw Detroit. Pistons play the Golden State Warriors at Little Caesars Arena and let me tell you I've got some thoughts things started out first and foremost BetMGM shout out to BetMGM they whined us they dined us they took us to the Michigan Michigan State game on Saturday night they took us to the Detroit Lions uh, playing the Miami Dolphins on Sunday afternoon and then I got up in there watched the Pistons game as a credentialed media member on sunday night it was action-packed the only other people out there that did the same thing as me were jalen and jacoby which was fucking awesome and i tell you what the pistons playing the golden state warriors coming off of an embarrassing loss to the hornets you're thinking to yourself the warriors should bounce back right The Warriors should get together and say, listen, we can't let these scrub teams on a road trip fucking beat us. Let's get our shit together. Let's lock in and let's tell the Detroit Pistons, what's up? And you know what? I even took the Golden State Warriors minus nine and a half to beat the Pistons on an alternate line. That's how confident I was that the Golden State Warriors were going to come in there and put the whooping on these boys. And you know what? No. No. This team, event early on, the Warriors came out on a roll. Steph put up 37. They put up as a team, 37, excuse me, in the first quarter. It felt like it was going to be a blowout. We know what it does. We know the script. We've seen it a zillion times. And then all of a sudden, you look up, and the Pistons are up 20. And you're like, hmm, that's odd. Outscoring them by 16 to take an eight-point lead at half. And here's what I saw at this point. It was a team that was, despite being young, they are very committed to their starters, right? You've got Bogdanovich. You've got, as they call him, they call him, uh, what do they call him? Beef Stewie? Beef Stewie? Isaiah Stewart. They called him something crazy in Detroit. Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay, and Jaden Ivey all played 31 minutes or more. Four of them ended with 21 or more points. These guys are balling. As the Warriors, we know, are the greatest third quarter team probably in history. And that's what started to happen. The lead started to shrink. You look up. The Warriors are only down seven or something. The crowd starts to lose their feeling of excitement. They're like, oh, no, what's going to happen? E40's in there getting excited. You got Royce to 5'9", legend. They're playing Eminem. It was just starting to get tense in there. Jalen's on the sideline screaming, standing up. Come on, don't let the Warriors beat you. You. Poole had an insane third quarter. I think he had 18 points in the third quarter alone. Pistons did not flinch, folks. It was bucket after bucket. Tough lay by Jaden Ivey and one. Making things uncomfortable for the Warriors, bodying them up, making Draymond make the tough pass. All of a sudden, they're shooting 40. 3% 3% from 3 against one of the best perimeter defenses in the entire league, Golden State Warriors. The Pistons came to play, and they they slayed the dragon. They slayed the dragon. Despite all of the third quarter antics, they still figured out a way to do it. And they didn't play afraid, and they were in games last year, and they lost a ton late. And I expect them to start winning some of those games this year. Another thing that was interesting, really quick as an aside is that the Warriors played all their starters all the way until like a minute and 20 seconds left in the game, and they were down big. They thought that they could still come back no matter what. They were pushing the pace. Steph Curry's coming off off ball, shooting threes. They're trying to figure it out. And I'm like, dude, give it up. You're down 16 with 90 seconds left to play. But they don't care. That's how fast they score. What's different this year? A veteran. A veteran. Bogdanovich. And I wondered why'd you guys get him? Why'd you trade for Bogdanovich? That don't make no sense. But every as I forget his name, what's his name? Henry, Hank, Royce? (sighs) My Lyft driver today was like every young team needs a veteran presence, and he's right. And that's what Bogdanovich is. And all he is is a three-point shooting bucket. And you know what? The Detroit Pistons also believe in Bogdanovich because this weekend he signed a two-year, $39 million extension. $20 million a year for Bogdanovich. Can you believe? He's averaging 23 points per game, Bogdanovich. How good has he been from three? My man is shooting 52% from three right now. He is a prop king. His three-point prop right now has been automatic. Cade Cunningham. I've said some mean things about him and his bus face, but man, was he so good! It started out slow, but he had 23, 10, and 9, one assist short of a triple double against the Warriors. Against a real defense, Cade was giving it to him, giving him buckets after buckets, getting rebound after rebound. So yeah, I mean, I kind of like—I'm kind of a Detroit Pistons fan now. I kind of like Detroit now. Also, met these amazing chefs in the elevator, sous chef, executive chef in the media elevator. I'm like, what are you guys cooking up? And they're like, just the best food in Little Caesars Arena. And I'm like, really? What's up with it? And they're like, come by. And I did come by. And you know what? They got me a nice little flatbread. They got me a nice beet salad. And then when I asked for the bill, they left. They laughed at me. There was no bill. There was no check. They told me thank you. For coming in and gracing them with my presence like I was somebody. So Detroit, thank you very much for being as hospitable. And the weather held up. It could not have been better.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
0: we have a new face to replace LeBron James on the billboard of Cleveland folks I think we have it I think we know who it is I know it's early but boy oh boy legit right now Cleveland fans are cheering this man's name every time he touches the ball and they're screaming MVP MVP we are talking Donovan Mitchell because damn if he keeps playing like this Everyone's going to be talking about Donovan Mitchell for MVP. Just remember, on this podcast, we said it first. And you know what? I think if Cleveland keeps winning, I think if they sit atop the East, I think Donovan Mitchell does win MVP. I don't know what the odds are right now, but I tell you what, it might be worth a sprinkle. It might be worth a little pepperoni money, as they say. Think about that rookie of the year stolen from him, from Ben Simmons, to MVP. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Because... And I think this is probably one of the worst things about Don. I mean, there's a lot of bad things about Donovan Mitchell going to Utah. Like, for him, there's a lot of bad things. The fan base is terrible. Like they're very YT. They're low-key-ist in every way. You know what I mean? Not a lot to do. They don't even allow coffee shops in most of that place. He went from New York to Louisville, Kentucky to Utah. Could there be more of a juxtaposition? I digress. On top of playing for Utah, he's also got to play with Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert, we don't know. We don't know how these two are meshing together. Is Donovan Mitchell worse or is Donovan Mitchell better with Rudy Gobert? I don't know. He's a dynamic two-guard, and we now see that dynamic two-guards like Anthony Edwards are saying very shady things about what it's like to play with Rudy Gobert already six games in the season, saying, hey, I – I actually like smaller lineups. It's better for me when this motherfucker's not here. As an aside to the aside, turns out Tim Connolly, new GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves, told absolutely no one, consulted absolutely no one within the organization on the player side about bringing in Rudy Gobert. Did not ask for any gold stars. Did not ask for any approval. Or, hey, do you have any thoughts on this matter, Aunt Edwards? Dicey. His numbers are down. But... We couldn't tell Donovan Mitchell for years what he was. Would he be better or would he be worse without Rudy? You have a team now full of players. At that point, actually, at at that point, they didn't make sense together, right? And Donovan Mitchell is averaging 26, 4, and 5. And you're saying, is he going to excel or is he going to decline? He goes to the Cavs and you're like, man, there's a lot of young guys that need the ball on that team. You've got Darius Garland. He's going to have the rock. You've got Jared Allen. He's going to need the rock. Evan Mobley, Karis Levert's a bucket. You, all these guys are going to demand the ball. What is Donovan Mitchell going to do? It's not like he's been this assist monster. But you know what? Shockingly, surprisingly, happily, I'm very happy because I like Donovan Mitchell as a person. He's, he's really fucking good. Like, much better than we even knew. He's, he was held back in Utah. Let me just say that very clearly. Donovan Mitchell was held back on the Jazz. Not just from a scoring perspective, but in every facet of the game as well. We know that Donovan Mitchell is really good. He's been really good for a long time. Been an all-star for a long time. But now, he's on a whole nother level. He's on another planet right now. And... He could probably, just like Jaw last year, be in the conversation for most improved player, but that's kind of shady. I think when you're a star, winning most improved player is shady. He's improved in every area, though. Career highs in everything from points to steals to rebounds to assists. Let's look what's happening. His scoring, specifically from deep range, has jumped like crazy from 35 to 45% from last year to this year. He's already hit. In six games, 25 threes. What the fuck is that? Including eight in one game. What is that? What is that? He's a shooting guard, as we know. But now that Darius Garland has been out, he's been playing part point guard at, with ease at an elite level. His career numbers for assists, is like four or five. What? What is he averaging now? Checks no seven and a half. Seven and a half. And they're not just like swing, swing, drive, kick to a corner shooter. These are legit fucking dimes. These are bounce passes through a passing lane between defenders, threading the needle, lay. And on top of that, because I've killed him on this, Don Mitchell's playing some defense now. All of a sudden, he leaves Utah. He's playing some defense. He has ten steals in six games. Ten. Count them. Ten steals. He had two blocks against the Knicks. Two blocks. Oh, my God. In Utah, his defensive rating was 112, which is abysmal. This year, 105. Drew Holiday's is probably the best on-ball defender for a, for a guard. His is 101. So, like, not that far off, truthfully. Very big difference between 112 and 105. His points per game, like I said, is up despite being on a better team. I don't understand it. He's averaging almost 33 points per game, which is the fourth best in the NBA. And his career numbers are at 24. The dude is just out of his mind right now. 193 points total in six games. How does that happen? How is it possible? Then you add in he has 44 assists during that time. He's recorded 10 steals, hit 25 three-pointers, and most importantly, the Cavs are 5-1. and one? That's king shit right there. That's MVP put my face and my body on a billboard next to the queue and add some chalk in the air, dust like LeBron James kind of shit. And if he keeps this up, people are going to be replacing LeBron jerseys with Donovan Mitchell ones because he's only 26 years old and his ceiling apparently can get much, much higher. We got to move on because the only other guard right now, this is crazy, you look at the numbers, it's crazy. The only other guard right now that's on, and Jaw's great. I love Jaw. Jaw's playing great. So I'm not going to shade Jaw. And he's up there in stats as well. So don't get in my mentions and be like, you didn't mention Jaw. But the only other surprising jump besides Donovan Mitchell is Luka Doncic. I knew he was playing well. I've watched the games, obviously. You see him putting up numbers, you see him giving people the business. But then you look at the stats and you're like, that's not it can't be right. That cannot be right. If he does this continuously for the rest of the year. And we'll get into what'll happen to the Mavs if he does cuz it's not good. But if he does this for the rest of the year and keeps this up, he will have the best numbers in history we've ever seen from a guard. And that is including Michael James Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Jeffrey Jordan. It's Jeffrey. It's not close, either. Luca, you might not even realize it, is averaging 37. 37, 10, and 9. That would be the best statistical season in the history of guard play. James Harden, at one point, averaged 36, 7, and 8 in 2019. In Jordan's career, he never averaged 10 rebounds a game. Never. Like, this is Michael Jordan level and above type shit. Who the fuck, what the fuck is Luka? What's going on? What is he doing? His worst statistical game this year was 31-16-10. Let me just say that again. Luka's worst statistical game this year is 31-16-10 against Oklahoma City. He has scored over 31 in every single game with a high of 44 points. He had 30 points in the first half against Magic the other night. Oh, yeah, and he's doing it shooting 21% from three when he shoots 35% for his career from three. He could legit be scoring 40 points per game by now. That is so insane. That's like only as shocking this year as Giannis from like a total player perspective, and then only as shocking from a guard perspective is Donovan Mitchell. I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And as good as Luka has been, the problem is really just that. Other teams don't care. Other teams don't actually mind. Other teams would prefer that Luka goes crazy because as long as other Mavericks don't do anything, this Mavericks team is going to lose a lot of games. This makes for a very simple defense when it's just like let Luka go off and we'll just guard everybody else. And the issue is, is quite simply Javel McGee. Unfortunately, hate to say it, JaVale McGee is getting starting minutes and JaVale McGee's not very good right now. He's the starting center on a team with two other centers that are much, much better. I want to say that JaVale McGee has a negative 35 so far this year when he's on the floor. In every single game combined. Christian Wood, JaVale McGee, Dwight Powell, all three centers, right? The team has the highest plus-minus with Powell. Second highest with Wood. And behind them, the team is committed to a negative plus-minus guy, JaVale McGee. He stinks. He stinks right now. I hate to say it, I love JaVale McGee. Good player. Really fun guy. Nice guy. He stinks right now. He's terrible. You have Christian Wood right there. Christian Wood at one point had 16 points in a row, and Jason Kidd put him on the bench. I do not know what's going on. I am not sure. Wood is balling. His per 36, Christian Wood, 23-11-1. and But he's getting 25 minutes per game with the second unit. He's not out there in the fourth g- quarter either. He's not closing games. I don't care. if you If you don't start, but you're closing games, you're kind of a starter. You know what I mean? They, they are now, the Mavs are now one of only a handful of teams right now to blow a 16-point or greater lead with under four minutes to go against OKC. And in game Wood, game one, when Christian Wood, like I said, had 16 straight points against the Suns in the second half, kid just took him out and never played again. Why? Well, how, Sway? How? And then they asked Jason Kidd, how committed to you, how committed are you to continuing to start JaVale McGee? how How strong is your commitment to him? And he said, extremely strong. And I said, you're going to lose a lot of games like that. So you can all love, and I'm going to love watching Luca Ball out. He can put up video game numbers this year. But if he does, Mavericks fans need to be very scared. That's so bad. He had 30 in the first half against Orlando, and the game was tied at halftime. So if he has to score 40 every night, folks, Dallas just might be a play-in team.
2: easier for you.
3: Get 50% off your first box at the farmersdog.com slash podcast. That's the farmersdog.com slash podcast. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
0: It only took a couple of weeks in the week. league. For Kyrie Irving to show me why he's a fucking buffoon again. I don't know. He's showing his ass again, folks. He's wiling out. It is time for him to support a very offensive, anti-Semitic documentary. That's what he's done this time. Called Hebrews to Negroes, Wake Up Black America. As you can tell, that's probably not a great film to endorse. (laughs) Probably not an ideal one. He retweeted it to his 4 million followers. The film apparently is supposed to quote-unquote uncover the true identity of the children of Israel. Oh boy. Which apparently, quote, espouses ideas in line with more extreme factions of the black Hebrew Israelites, which have a long history of all the isms, misogyny, homophobia, xenophobia, Islamophobia, and especially anti-Semitism, according to the Manchester Guardian. So when he was uh, called out for it, do you think he deleted the tweet right away? Do you think apologized right away? Hey, I, I didn't know what I was saying. I just watched a movie. I was high. I was just, just looking my name up on the internet and uh, stumble across this film I didn't know what I was doing guys, I'm sorry that was dumb of me no, of course not he dug in his heels he tried his damnedest to defend being an asshole he told Nick Friedle you can't control me I'm not your puppet we'll we'll play the clip in a bit Josiah condemned the post the Brooklyn Nets followed suit the actual league disavowed it And eventually, after this very awkward presser, today, he deleted his post. But he was very defensive about the whole thing. Here is what he had to say when he asked uh, about some of the support of these bullshit conspiracy theories like Alex Jones, and really just Nick Friedle and his exchange together. Something you have to listen to.
1: Gary, while we're on the topic of promotion, Why did you decide to promote something that Alex Jones said? That was a few weeks ago. I do not stand with Alex Jones' position, narrative, court case that he had with Sandy Hook or any of the kids that felt like they had to relive trauma or parents that had to relive trauma or to be dismissive to all the lives that were lost during that uh, tragic event. My, My post was a post from Alex Jones that he did in the early 90s or late 90s about secret societies in America of occults, and it's true.
0: All right, so this Alex Jones—I wasn't planning on going into this, but the New World Order, a conspiracy theory about the government putting chips, like microchips inside of our skin and tracking us and creating fake viruses— well, real ones, but creating them in the lab to control the world? A plague designed to control the world? He just decided to randomly, casually throw it in the a cult, which is cults, if you throw an O in front of them, still makes it cults, are true. Folks, stop it.
1: So, I wasn't identifying with anything of being a, campaign, a campaignist for Alex Jones or anything.
0: Anytime you retweet someone and say things that they said were true, that you are endorsing them. That's what you are doing. You are agreeing and amplifying their voice. Keep going.
1: I'm just there to post. And it's funny.
0: I'm just there to post? That's.
1: And it's actually hilarious because out of all the things I posted that day, that was the one post that everyone chose to, chose to see. It just goes back to the way our world is and works. I'm not here to complain about it. I just exist. And to follow up on the promotion of the movie and the book, can you please stop calling it a promotion? What am I promoting? You put it out on your platform. But I'm promoting it. Do you see me doing? Do you see me in front of the, it out there, the people title? are going to say that you are? Yeah, promoting I put it out there just like you put things out there, right? Yeah, but I okay. I, it's not you put stuff. things out there for a living, right? Right, but my stuff great, is great. not so let's move on. filled let's with anti-Semitic stuff. Let's move on. Don't dehumanize me up here. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing I'm that. Another you're human free being. to I what, can post whatever I want, so say what, that and shut it down and move on to the next question. But Kyrie, you have to understand that by I don't have post, to understand anything from you. But, but it's Nothing. not me. Nothing. pipes, no people what that what you're making did, up, bro. Move on. But by posting what you did. Move on, next question. Anybody Do you guys have any more questions? And they're going to say, You guys have any more questions? Because this is going to be a clip that he's going to marvel at. Is this any more questions? But you're not answering the question. This this is another answering your question. Oh my God. Let's make another Instagram clip so we could be famous again.
0: That was absolutely bonkers. Religious. I, I don't. I mean, these are just, this is just very ridiculous. For ridiculous non answers, you've got this circular logic, very much par for the course whenever he gets cornered. And Nick Wright, who I don't necessarily always agree with, posted something. I think that was a great take. He tweeted, I think it's absolutely in play that Kyrie hasn't even watched this movie and certainly hasn't even read the book. It's based off of. However, because he's Kyrie, and now that Cy and others have criticized him for promoting this nonsense, he's going to dig in. Yes, I agree. No chance he read this book. Kyrie legit said, I'm not going to stand down on anything that I believe in and then he deleted the post. I digress. But yeah, we know you peddle this anti-vaccine stuff. You're still peddling it now, and that's the problem right now. And I don't even actually care. And I was talking to Vince Goodwill last night about this. And I said I'm conflicted on Kyrie because Kyrie I think really doesn't know that he is this damaging. That he doesn't actually know how bad this is and how detrimental and dangerous his rhetoric can be in spreading hate for certain groups of people and he and Vince said something that shook me and it's true he said actually that doesn't matter it doesn't matter what matters is that Kyrie is dangerous and that's the fact so whether he knows it or not is really immaterial. Kyrie's being dangerous, and he needs to get somehow reprimanded or stopped in some sort of way. And he's on one hand in denial about all this influence that he has, while in the same breath talking about his platform and how he, in the, he's in this unique position to have a level of influence on his community. Do you have an influence or do you not have an influence? You can't have it both ways. No one has worse takes than Kyrie. We've been going on with this since the Flat Earth stuff. He's a free spirit, he gets high, he's uh, like trying to think too hard about what the conspiracy theories, that the Illuminati of the world. But he doesn't even know what research to do. It's not even based in any historical fact. What we don't need is any more division. What we don't need is any more things that promote or add to the stereotypes of certain people that have been, I don't know, killed for their religious beliefs and their... Race? As someone once said, when you look around and your supporters are bad guys, you are also a bad guy too. I think everybody's had enough of Kyrie's bullshit. I like him as a player. I kind of feel for all of these people who have been saying this about Kyrie. And I have some advice. If you want to continue to spread your conspiracy bullshit, create a burner like your fucking teammate. And when Kanye West supports you, who has been dropped from every single brand and every single label that he's been around it's time to check yourself josh primo has been released from the san antonio spurs they picked up his team option a couple of weeks ago eight million dollars left on the books he was one of the players that they were really excited about we talked about him being a under the radar top 10 player to watch just a very young fun player that even jerry west loved and let's give a brief recap and update for people who haven't been following this on tiktok or twitter number 12 pick in the draft spurs reached for him 18 years old youngest player in the draft went to alabama was an absolute bucket was a really key piece of that alabama team dude had all the skills to be a star i think a lot of people have thought that he had a little bit of Kawhi in him a little bit of jerozan in him and they were a big part of the, the spurs future he was a big part of the spurs future plans right they picked up his fourth-year option two weeks ago to the tune of $4 million. And on Friday, out of nowhere, on Friday night, the Spurs straight released him. All of a sudden, you get a Shams bomb, a Woj bomb, and it's like the Spurs have released him. They've waived Josh Primo. They didn't tell anybody why. They scrubbed him from their Instagram. They scrubbed his jersey from their team page. They scrubbed his jersey from the NBA team store, and no one knew what was happening. Turns out, not a single good thing was happening at all. Apparently, allegedly, Josh Primo has been exposing himself to multiple women as Spurs employees. There are rumors that there are multiple women in different capacities. Some people within hotels. Not good. Looks like we've got a very like, Deshaun Watson-esque situation going on. Everyone deserves their day in court. Josh Primo said that he's working through some trauma right now. He's going to take some time away from the game. But I tell you what, when the Spurs and Greg Popovich cut ties with you, that's not good. It does not look good. This is a legendary franchise that works with players when they're going through something. Uh, and when they don't stand by you and they cut ties and they don't figure out a way to get you your help that you need and take, take, a time, take time, step away from the team – There is a reason for that. Today, Josh Primo has cleared waivers and is officially a free agent. I don't know if we're ever going to see him in the NBA again. There's no clear answer for that. We don't know if any teams are going to pick him up. I think more is going to come out about this. But I have to let everyone know because this is a big piece of news. He's a very low-key niche player. Maybe casual fans don't know. But if you've been following him, this shit is shocking. Uh, Quickly... Some breaking news from the from the league front office. The Philadelphia 76ers were stripped of their 2023-2024 second, so two second-round picks for tampering. Not over James Harden, if you can believe it. No. The Sixers got hammered with communicating with Daniel House and P.J. Tucker. You lost two second-round picks for those guys? Apparently... Philly violated team rules over the timing of free agency and now must pay the the price. And since second-round picks have this huge value now from, you know, Jokic to Io DeSumo to Herb Jones, pretty big loss for the Sixers, who seem to be in disarray. Also, hot seat time. Doc Rivers on the hot seat. Things are looking bad. We'll do more maybe later on this week on what's going on with the Sixers. But now they have only two tradable second-round picks over the next seven years. For a team that's struggling and may be very desperate to add another piece at the trade deadline. Very sad news for the Philadelphia 76ers. Hate to see it happen to a team as upstanding as them in a city as great as theirs. And oh, by the way, the Knicks uh tampering investigation over Jalen Brunson is still ongoing the league put something out that was very ominous about that as well so more news coming down on that front very soon all I can say about that is rut row that's all the time that we have for the heat check we'll be back Thursday with an all-new episode check out the feed for past episodes and mini episodes which drop almost every day follow the heat check as we get you rolling do not forget to download Subscribe, tell your friends, and follow us on social at at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok.
1: Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness! Here's the high-stakes action, to thrilling moments we can't miss to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC.